Hello. Welcome to the Gateway House podcast. This is Manjeet Kripalani, Executive Director of Gateway House. And today we have with us Amit Pandari, our Energy and Environment Fellow, and Chaitanya Giri, our Space and Ocean Studies Fellow. Today they will discuss the second most important issue on everyone's mind after the coronavirus. That is, whether China still dominates the availability of rare earths. Thank you, gentlemen. Chaitanya, I'll start with you. Amidst the coronavirus, the world has to address another acute concern, the availability of rare earths used in the electronic products, which we are so reliant on during this period and otherwise. Where are these concentrated and what does it mean? Yeah. Thank you, Manjeet. Uh, this is a very important question. Uh, China uh, is where most of the rare earth minerals are concentrated. And not just the minerals, but uh, most of the production uh, the value addition that happens uh, after extracting rare earths happen in China because uh, over the course of past 30, 40 years, China have accrued uh, most of the electronics manufacturing uh, of the world uh, in its own uh, backyard. And this has been the reason why uh, it has been able to dictate uh, in the past 10 years terms which are not really amenable and which are not really accepted by most of the other electronic manufacturers like Japan, South Korea, United States. Uh, uh, the coronavirus crisis uh, has added another dimension to the problem, which was never expected before. So, uh, last week, when the G20 uh, uh, did a video conference, that was when President uh, Xi Jinping of China, uh, he said that fiscal uh, and monetary policies need to be implemented uh, very effectively. Uh, he called for greater financial regulations. Uh, as well as the last and most important point was that he wanted countries to come together to safeguard the stability of the global industrial supply chain. Now, uh, this uh, coming from Xi Jinping uh, shouldn't be taken lightly because uh, the origin of all major global industrial supply chain comes from China. Uh, and if there is any uh, recession, uh, which is anticipated at this point of time that the Western world will go under a, a tremendous amount of recession. Uh, the the consumption and the sales of electronics will go down. And uh, that also means that uh, uh, the, the rare earth mineral supply chain will get disrupted, uh, hampering China very badly. So China will really suffer uh, in the coming months to come. Yeah, Thank you, Thank you very much. Amit, do you see any similarities with bare earth and the oil crisis from years ago? Uh, yes, Manji. So, uh, if we go back about 20 years, uh, around the early 2000s, the peak oil hypothesis at that time was very compelling, that there are limited oil supplies and the world is running out of cheap oil. We don't hear a lot of that today. Oil in my mind, rare earths present a very similar scenario. China is not the only country which has reserves, and while reserves of rare earths are finite, they are obviously much more than what is currently known. So if China tries to use the rare earths as a trade weapon, new, new reserves will be discovered and will be brought into the market. And uh, to some extent, this is already happening. In 2010, China had stopped uh, rare earth shipments to Japan following a maritime dispute. At that time, China had a share of 90% plus in the global rare earth production. And since then, this has fallen to about 70%. So people are trying to diversify away from China. And using rare earths as a trade weapon once again will probably hasten the shift. Okay. Chaitanya, do you see the similarities or is it different this time? Yeah. And I agree with Amit uh, and his long-term perspective. Uh, but uh, like we mentioned, when Japan uh, had to fetch for itself newer reserves, 
that was the time when Japan went uh, underwater and started searching for larger reserves of uh, rare earth minerals. And uh, it really found quite big reserves. Uh, the reserves that they found in their own exclusive economic zone uh, are uh, estimated to last almost 700 years of uh, supply uh, to Japan and to the world. But again, uh, such kind of reserves won't be uh, extracted. Uh, the extraction won't be viable, at least in the near future. Uh, otherwise, uh, the United States uh, has several uh, rare earth mines. So does other countries in Africa. Australia has huge reserves. Uh, but, but it depends on, uh, on, the, on the fact that which of these are viable for extraction and which of these uh, can be immediately put into use uh, and whether they can be really connected to the global supply chains. So that is to be seen. Uh, it also uh, calls for India to start looking for a domestic market of its for its own rare earth minerals which are present in uh, on the eastern coast of india especially uh, around orissa andhra pradesh and tamil nadu we need to be more serious now about uh, our own reserves and they should be put to use for domestic consumption well thanks amit do you agree and also, what are the dangers and opportunities that you foresee? Uh, so, Manjit, I will first uh, look at the opportunities and dangers. Uh, now, the key uh, to diversifying the rare earth supply chain is incentive. How do we get to promote exploration and development of these rare earth reserves outside of China? So, uh, you know, there are a number of countries where we already have known rare earth reserves, and there are many other prospects. So, Namibia, for example, is considered to be rich in rare earth, rare earth and there are companies exploring for mineral, these minerals in Namibia, such as Namibia Critical Metals. Uh, similarly, there are companies exploring for these minerals in Angola, which is also a thinly populated desert country. So India must invest in some of these exploration companies. Uh, these will be low-cost, high-payoff kind of bets. Uh, this is very similar to how Indian government companies have invested in the petroleum companies of Russia, Brazil, and so many other countries. And uh, similarly, Russia also has very large known rare earth reserves and which may increase with further exploration. So rather than trying to produce it ourselves by buying out mines, the approach should be to invest in companies already present uh, in these areas. Uh, I think the potential for producing rare earths in India is somewhat limited. We have known reserves, but given the population density in India and issues with uh, land acquisition, uh, I think production of natural resources in India is going to be tough. Thanks. And Chaitanya, what do you see as the dangers and the opportunities? You stated some, yeah. of course, but is there, are there any others? I agree with Amit and uh, his last point where he mentioned that extracting REEs in India will be a difficult prospect. I also anticipate that it will be a difficult prospect uh, if we try to procure REEs from overseas. Because in the past uh, few years, we've seen that there is a motivated, there is a biased opposition coming from environmental groups. Uh, domestic as well as transnational environmental groups, uh, which go on to target specific countries uh, when they go out uh, and uh, extract resources uh, from third countries. Like, for instance, when India went to Australia uh, in search of coal, uh, we faced a lot of opposition. And this is not just domestic opposition. This, is, uh, this has, you know, transnational geopolitical uh, angle to it. So... Uh, what I would suggest, uh, the opportunity right now is, uh, at least in the long term, uh, is that we try to uh, reduce the dependencies on REEs. And uh, that means we'll need to undertake really rapid research and development on something known as organic electronics. 
Now, organic electronics are uh, new age, 21st century uh, uh, electronics, which are made out of uh, carbon materials. Uh, this is something where uh, a country like India, which doesn't have its own large reserves, uh, which doesn't have access to stable supplies, should invest in. Because we can't be waiting for global geopolitics to be conducive to us. Well, thank you, gentlemen. That was a, that was an interesting uh, conversation. Uh, let's let this be the first of a series of many such interesting conversations. Thank you very much, dear listeners. We value your feedback. You'll find us on our website, www.gatewayhouse.in. Look forward to the next session. Thank you.